What's up, you filthy flapjacks? I'm Wes Mullenberg, and you're listening to the Air Coffee Podcast. Today, I talked to Why Not. These three have proven to be some of the most talented musicians in the scene at the moment, and their dense, fiery music puts it on full display. Now, they're ready for a new era. With new single, Ding Dong, the band changed up their sound yet again. We talk about the new music, the importance of guitar bands, what it means to even create, and Sonic Heroes. I've been wanting to interview Josh, Isaac, and Henry for a long time, so I'm excited for you to hear it. Without further ado, here's my interview with Why Not. You guys want to introduce yourselves in order? I'm Henry Breen. I play bass and I sing a little bit. I'm Isaac. I play guitar. And I'm Josh. I play the drums. He sings the entire time. It's just more of a little <laughs> bit. Um, yeah, I guess. So this is kind of an interesting interview for us. It's not every day that we actually get to talk to someone who's done interviews before. So we can kind of scoot around the backstory. Like, oh, how did you guys meet? What's the band name? Because, so <laughs> um, like, it's I'm sure it's interesting. And you probably guys have probably told it enough times that it's <laughs> kind of locked in. But uh, this, you actually reached out to us. Josh did. Um, and I don't know if this was, you were conscious of this when you talked to us at first. But... I saw something, I think it's just on Instagram story where it was like, you guys talked about like you're going into a new era and like kind of hyping up like the forthcoming stuff, obviously the new single coming out in addition to any forthcoming stuff beyond that. Um, So that's kind of what I at least was drawn to, what I kind of wanted to focus on with the main chunk of the interview. Um, What prompted like deciding to make a new era? Cause like there's an inherent era change with every new like EP or album, but like, kind of hyping this up a little bit more in advance like what prompted this latest shift i guess i think it was just how it happened like it just we sort of realized at like when we were first making the the new stuff for the album we first realized wow this is kind of a new era for why not more than it has been in the past like the ep was a sort of a new era for Mm -hmm. us but it was still like primarily rock the whole time you know except for eighth year which is like less rock but it's still rocky but i feel like this new era is drifting not not away from rock because that's still at our roots but it's just more of like whatever whatever genre happens when we're writing the song that's how mm-hmm. this song is going to be you know and i think that's that this album is going to be a lot of different stuff i think when we started the band we had a lot of like set ideas of like what we were trying to do and we got we really we really got it out like with first two albums especially and i think over time we've just kind of like turned it into just like a free flowing kind of thing yeah and and stopped really like trying to confine ourselves to a like a single genre or sound Mm -hmm. and and i mean as far as like talking about it i think we're just (laughs) i think we're just trying to prepare people yeah yeah and also get people excited, but yeah, prepare them. Yeah, prepare them to like n- not. It's not going to be what you expect. It's a bit think. more drastic than yeah. even EP was. It's mm-hmm. it's way more drastic okay. in my opinion. I'd say. Is it? It's it's, it's not like. It's pretty song song driven though. Song it's, right it's, it's like. It's not just like weird sounds. Don't don't worry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ble- bleeps and bloops and. Yeah. Um, would you say it's kind of a more synthetic direction? Um, yeah. Like there, there are elements of that on prior releases, but the, um, with Ding Dong, if I can say that's yeah, the yeah. latest oh, yeah. song, um, that <laughs> see, kind of 
struck me with like a lot of how almost like not androidy but like very synthetic very mm-hmm, yeah. non-human in a lot of ways and like it mm-hmm. still had the core but is that kind of the overall direction or is that just that one song I'd, how that is i'd say it's an overall direction with a certain amount of songs in the album you know yeah. like mm-hmm. i wouldn't say it's the overall direction of the whole album because there mm-hmm. are still songs that are like drums bass and guitar and that's primary yeah, yeah and that's but like but there is a good chunk of the album so far that mm-hmm. is a little bit more synthetic for like electronic mm-hmm. drums and yeah. stuff were you guys working with caleb on yes. this yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah. i didn't see any confirmation but i saw some somewhere yeah. like that in this i there's some of his hallmarks yeah. on like ding yeah. dong yeah. um yeah. Have, have you guys worked with him before like EP. on mm-hmm. did he work on ep he, yeah he did the, the whole, whole ep did the whole ep okay we, we recorded it at um the hideaway in minneapolis and then mm-hmm. and then after that like we kind of just sat on it for a little bit mm-hmm. and then um we did it during the summer and then once the um once like january started we were like okay we gotta, <laughs> like we gotta mix this thing yeah and then and then we just took it to caleb and like we would meet every saturday and um and just like all work on the post-production mixing stuff together mm-hmm. And that was kind of how we like really started to get into it with him. Yeah. And like, especially because he knows, I I think he knows kind of exactly what we're going for. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, like he he came to our first show. Yeah. He's 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 seen us go through a ton of transformations and like watched since the beginning. And so I think it just made the most sense. Yeah. to continue doing yeah. every single thing well, with him. I think what's also interesting about like working with Caleb is that he knew where we what we wanted to do with the band, but he also knew how to take us in a new direction that we weren't necessarily comfortable going yeah, in before totally. yeah. and like easing us into that. And I think the EP was kind of easing us into the more synthetic-ish, like more post-production type of music. And now like we're all totally comfortable with mm-hmm. leaning really far into that yeah. type of sound. And you guys recorded everything for the new, for like the new stuff with him, or yep. just um, yeah. drums at the Pearl yeah. with okay. Zach Hollander. Love Zach Hollander. Yeah, yeah. Has it been different actually, like recording with him than just kind of like mixing and mastering? Like that's kind of yeah. Mm-hmm. What's led so to the, we've been doing everything at his house, his just house. <laughs> the, since mm-hmm. the summer, and that's very small room in his place. Very very small room <laughs> with Bessie, just kind of demoing everything out, and then we're, you know gonna work through everything else it's given us a taste of um what it's like to go into the studio not with like a whole song just to Mm -hmm. record but going in there and writing Writing in the studio studio. because that's primarily what we've been doing Mm -hmm. i'd say recently yeah yeah if uh if ep kind of brought more post-production into you guys' sound obviously you can touch on this especially with eighth year um is this even further in that direction, kind of overall? Um, and that's kind of what you were getting at with like moving you know, away from rock almost. I don't know about post-production. I would say that definitely was heavy on post-production. I think now we're just doing what was in post-production as we write the song. Yeah, okay. that makes sense. Like yeah. I would say it's just more production produced. <laughs> yeah. It's more like I, Caleb has, has had more of a like mm-hmm. – say an impact on the actual songwriting mm-hmm. and direction yeah whereas we just had these songs and he like 
I'm going to put my little spin on them, mm-hmm. yeah. which was cool. It's yeah. And now we're just kind of taking that a step point. further. At, at this point, it's kind of like an, another band member for this cycle, at least. He's your George that's, Martin that's what, for this album, yeah. yeah. That's what it feels Probably. like right now, yeah. Um, why did you guys, if this was, it sounds pretty conscious, why go in this direction? Was it like, were you just kind of feeling like I just felt safe and you're like, okay, we want to break out of that? Um because that's a very understandable feeling, or like what informed you guys' decision to kind of mm. break out of whatever the most recent mold of why not is. I don't think it was that calculated, really. I think it's um, it was definitely there was definitely conscious to like want to try some some new stuff, mm-hmm. but like we also like this is gonna be like our first album that I feel like is going to be a, like a really big statement yeah. for us. Um, and just in like an like... artistic statement. I mean, we had Spring Cleaning and Friends, and those albums were primarily made to just get our music out there. Yeah. And like we like them and all. But this is really like the first album that's like a statement for us. Yeah. And um, we've like poured our and heart and soul into it all yeah, the way it was definitely It's definitely conscious to want to try some new stuff, but it's also we're just trying to really hone in on the qualities of our music that we like and enhance that and then add new things and then kind of just bring it all together with the production. And I mean, really the way some of these songs have been written is we just come in with like maybe one riff idea, record it with Caleb, and then we just kind of spend three hours or so making a quick demo and then coming back, coming back, coming back. So it's really just super like free and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice to be able to just like create Mm -hmm. because I feel like when you're going to record a lot of especially like if you get like real studio time engineers are not gonna like it if you just come in like with an idea and mm-hmm. and, and Bro, just, I got this one riff yeah, so I'm just playing yeah. <laughs> yeah and, and you're like well I, we've got like a loose structure we can just play around with it like if you're going to a studio somebody wants to record all the tracks like put them in Pro Tools just keep going and then have you leave I mean yeah. I guess at the end of the day you're paying for the time though yeah. so they're probably just like yeah, yeah. yeah. and and I mean to be able to like just like go to our friend's house and and hang out in his basement and also just make music and not really worry about like like time or I mean just yeah just worrying about our like our time and how useful we're being <laughs> with um with the resources that we have cuz we know I th- I think we all at our, are at a point where we know each other well enough where it's just able to be like a kind of flow. Mm-hmm. And I think and I think not only do we really appreciate it but I think Caleb also really likes doing it. That's kind of yeah. his that's kind of his way of working. Yeah. 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 Um he loves working as sort of like a another band member, I'd say, yeah. like with he he told me one time because he was mastering a song for a band and um, they were talking about how they didn't like how much he changed it. And he was like, dude, you know what you're getting into when you send a song to me. Like, yeah. I'm going to I'm going to put my own like little spin on it. I'm not just going to send it back, like just with the levels right. You know, yeah. I'm going to add my own little layer. Yeah. For like the first couple of days of uh, at least on Spotify, when Kate Milanofi's EP came out, he was just featured on every song. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. kind of 
was a little like is kind of accurate actually. Yeah, it's like that's kind of how he is with a lot of the people he works with. It's like pretty almost like us tiny featuring Caleb featuring mm-hmm. normal parents because mm-hmm. he really does that. Um, yeah, totally. At least with Ding Dong, because that's obviously the only song I've heard. Yeah, the only song that. I think is kind of at the point where is that the closest to being yes. done, if not done? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 We're, that, that one's that one's good. I would hope yeah. so. Yeah. It's coming out pretty soon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. With give a little hint. The lyrics with that one. Um, we saw that. We saw you guys play that live. Um, with the Clean Tramps release show. Um, oh yeah. And it was it's such a different direction now that's recorded. Um, but the lyrics kind of stuck out. How they're just pretty straightforward. Like especially like the mm. refrain is like this. Classic, yeah. almost like teeny bopper bubble gum. Like, <laughs> I don't want to go out yeah. if my baby's not warm. Yeah. Um, it was that totally. kind of conscious. It was that is with EP is like all like the symbolism and like the mm-hmm. conceptual burning alive and yeah. like all sorts of stuff like that. Is that more like you're kind of just be more straightforward with some of the lyrics? Yeah, and I mean, I think Both lyrics are even a really big part of it. I guess. Yeah, I. Well, you know, when I, I, when I write lyrics, I have a very strange tendency to just kind of like, to just like write what's coming out of me at the moment. And then I'll figure out some weird meaning to it later. <laughs> and, and, and I don't think that's the, like, I, I don't think it's the best way to, um, kind of like convey a message, but, but it's worked thus far. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I mean, for this album, at least, I think I'm trying to work a little bit harder on like consciously thinking about what I'm writing down. Okay. And, um, and Ding Dong was almost like, like a fusion of the two kind of, yeah, like uh, the two kind of uh, working methods. So there, there are a lot of parts of it that. Um, that that I feel like I'm like really just trying to convey a message of like love and like mm-hmm. caring for people because I think that's just like a very important part of most of our lives mm-hmm. and it's like sacrificing your time and yeah. and stuff like that um, yeah and I as far as the rest of it, I I'm I'm still kind of figuring it out. Still finding the meaning. Still finding find, the meaning. Yeah, and people will take their own meaning anyway. Yeah, and yes. that, that's honestly what I what I like the most about it mm-hmm. is because I like I'll write something kind of detached from it, and then and and then end up connecting it to my own yeah. life. And I feel Instead like it's like adding the genius annotations to every single line. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Here's totally. what I meant. Here's where I was. <laughs> totally, and and so. I think kind of like what what made me feel a little bit better about doing it is realizing that like a, a, p- other people can apply the mm-hmm. apply it to their own life in whichever meaning they want, remember, which is really sick. Like that sounded that guy in Sound Opinions um, when he talked about Ready for the World. He was like, "Oh, this song is like about climate change and like all this stuff." Yeah. And we we're like, "Yeah, yeah I guess sure, sure, yeah. Yeah. that yeah, works." Well, all the proceeds are going to like the environment. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. funny, and that's just like the, that's the cool thing about music in general is that literally every song has a different meaning to some degree to someone, you know? Yeah, and like you really just whatever that song means to you is what it means mm-hmm. and then that that's valid that's correct because mm-hmm. it was made for people to listen to and apply their own emotions to yeah. you know um earlier you said that this is 
a very song based album and you're really focusing on making the songs um just kind of fleshing them out instead of like riffs and i guess like mm-hmm. having cool energetic like totally. breakdowns and whatnot when you're in that headspace of just making a new song are you more focused on what it'll like the overall macro level of what it'll sound like at the end or are you still kind of building it up like brick by brick and focusing on the individual elements and then like threading it all together at the very end i'd say brick by brick right now at least is the primary method but i think there obviously has to be a little bit of like the macro image you know just like seeing what this could end up being what it is ending ending up to be right now but i think more right now it's brick by brick and it kind of depends on like what stage the song is at yeah because because if we have because if we have something and like we've just showed it to each other like one of us will come with like a riff or like a melody or something like that and we'll come and show it to each other it's it's kind of like we'll we'll make the decision like should we like try to flesh this out right now by ourselves at practice or do we want to just like take it to caleb and we've done both yeah and we've done both and and it like it always proves successful and I, I also think that using different methods of writing, especially like collectively, makes makes for a much more like prolific environment. Because I, I don't think anybody ever gets like, I, I don't think anybody's ideas are ever exhausted because we have three, sometimes four people just always putting in something. Mm-hmm. When you... Kind of, I guess, going off of that, when you finish the song, yeah. do you still view it like a as this as like each individual part, or do you view it like just as the sum of its parts? Because I know sometimes you can get attached to like certain parts of songs, like oh, mm-hmm. I remember when I came up with that. I really like playing that live, or in just, I like hearing it in the studio. Mm-hmm. Or is it like okay, I'm really proud of this whole song. Mm-hmm. Mean, it sounds like kind of the latter what you guys are saying where it's yeah viewed oh, as a song. ladder i think i think we're striving for mm-hmm. it i yeah. think we're striving for the ladder because it's been because it's been like being proud of a, of like certain parts of a song and and like liking it for that reason but and i think like we've just kind of had enough of that and and we're ready to kind of like produce something mm-hmm. like more satisfactory as a like a large on a large scale yeah and it can really be both i think i mean <clears throat> i don't see us as a band that's ever gonna like take three chords and write a vocal melody over it and just like thrash it out like yeah and there's nothing wrong with that but i think we're always trying to like showcase our own style of playing with each song and like and each make, individual and, style and too. intricacies in our playing is <laughs> is just part of our sound. I mean, I think whatever you listen yeah. to from us, it's there's gonna be intricacies in the playing. It's not just mm-hmm. gonna be like power chords. Um, well, I mean, and it I started think, as math rock, like that. yeah, come on, and it started <laughs> as math like math rock, and um, math punk, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> genre's useless. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Um, yeah, we're yeah, we're always gonna have like cool little riffs and stuff like that. I think it's just. Final, finding it's finding about. a way to make it about the yeah. song, not about a cool part in yeah. the song. Okay. Which is like, you know, finding that best of both worlds. Maybe that means like focusing on the chords and the melody and then turning those into 
um, a different way to like play that or what have yeah. you. Um, and yeah, it's, it's really all just, uh, I mean, we really don't have anything like planned out right now. Like, well, like we said, like we're going to Caleb's house and like, who knows what could come out of it. Mm-hmm. It could be nothing. It could be a great new song that we're super proud of. And yeah. I think, um, we're not super worried at this stage of it about like, is it going to be like this cohesive, like one sound album like i can tell you right now it's not gonna be a one sound <laughs> album but i think no. you're gonna you're gonna find that it's gonna be um just the best of our music like condensed and um furthered by some yeah. cool new production yeah cool new production. i think like obviously yeah it won't be one sound i think that's just like mm-hmm. that's the one fact that we have right now but still, the one like kind of guarantee. <laughs> but but it still also could change. Not not completely guaranteeing yeah. it, but it's most likely guaranteed that it's we not going to be one coming out. Yeah, like yeah. actually no clue. Yeah, like an aim kind of. I guess next year. I mean next spring. year, spring. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I'm not like yeah. give us the release date. No, I know. there'll be some more singles. Though. <laughs> there there will yeah. be more we, singles for, for sure. sure well, uh, kind of just moving on, I guess, to more broad. Topics kind of, unless you have more to say on the whole new era, I think yeah. we've covered that pretty um, well. I, yeah. I just be expected for, expecting a lot of different things. Be expecting yeah. a lot of different things. Yeah, that's that's killer. Um, how um, have your musical and I guess even beyond that conceptual inspirations changed over time as your songwriting, as your like the songs you're making, as that has changed? Like, what fuels you into making the songs you do? Is that kind of changing? I think. It, I would yeah. be fair to assume that it has yeah, just totally. with time. Yeah. And then I mean, I don't think it's I don't I don't know if it's like intentional. At least at least when I write and I think Isaac does the same thing. It's like like as time goes by, you listen to new stuff mm-hmm. and and uh, you you make new tastes for yourself. Mm-hmm. And I mean, when I when I sit down to write something, I'm definitely not thinking like like I've been listening to a lot of this lately. I'm gonna try to make, yeah. I'm gonna try to make a sound that sounds like that. So I mean, it it just comes out and like, and like and, if it does sound like something, it's more serendipitous almost. Or like if there mm-hmm. was, yeah, kind of connect the dots. Looking back, oh, totally. I yeah, was listening to a and, lot of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I mean, just like what comes out of you is just like what goes into you yeah exactly exactly (laughs) i mean it works in a lot of different ways that sentence yeah what you eat comes out in the poop yeah i was like that it's the poop joke there we go the song (laughs) is the poop and our influences are our food so um something that i've noticed over time is henry has like a crap ton of side projects Um, (laughs) like yeah you have spelt milk you were the only one that wasn't there when i talked to the band last Uh, last two years ago Mm -hmm. um it was last year feels like forever um then you just have like your super fun stuff that you've been putting out Mm -hmm. um and then you guys toured with lunar vacation Mm -hmm. um has either making different types of music like jazz fusion the experimental Mm -hmm. stuff or just playing with like a sonically different band has that Kind of influence and like helped push you into like different headspaces for creating your own art at all. I, I'd say personally, with being involved in that different group, it didn't necessarily like transfer over in song stuff, but other forms of like. Wait, so like I'm gonna write a lunification song. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like 
I think what I pulled from that is just different life lessons and mm-hmm. like different okay. experiences it was, from being in it a different was a group. Very different. Like, I mean, like we we played five shows and like they were all sold out and yeah. we were like playing in New York and stuff and it was really like just kind of a weird feeling. Um, yeah. And it was super cool and I'm super you know grateful for the experience and it really yeah. just, if anything, just like gave me a lot of energy to put towards okay. the, our yeah. projects. Yeah. It gave us a lot of excitement for Why Not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, as far as, like, doing a lot of other stuff goes, I think it it really just helps me kind of, like... I, I'm really into the idea of, like, having all this experience, but being able to switch codes really mm-hmm. easily. And... And I think that also, like like we were talking about influences earlier, that really bleeds in. Yeah. Just being able to have all of that different, yeah, like experience, and and I mean like knowledge about different kinds of music, I really kind of like because I I like to think of this band as kind of my main thing, yeah, and so like being able to do all of that other stuff on like another time and then actually coming back here I'd have like like I don't even know if it's I I don't know if I would say like knowledge but it would be just just like experience you can't like quite quantize it yeah like uh yes Mm -hmm. I learned this it's just Mm -hmm experiences and kind of what yeah. you guys were saying like it informs everything mm-hmm. okay. yeah everything has an impact on something you know yeah. like guys having these different experiences definitely mm-hmm. impacts why not in some way whether it be musically or just like how to interact with each other and how to treat each other on tour and stuff mm-hmm. yeah yeah especially in like in like performance environments that's I, I feel i feel like i'm always i've always been like not very good at being like interactive with a large group of people especially like doing banter on stage yeah. and stuff and how are you feeling yeah. gang yeah. <laughs> yeah and so and so i mean i think doing other musical stuff helps with that but also like the influences from from that for that come from everything like 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 i i work at a deli and I spend my shifts like talking to customers and like yelling across the room like and and I I honestly think that is like skyrocketed my ability to interact with huh. um like strangers yeah and I th- I think that's that's also like a super um, cool. important ability to have you got a deli album coming out yeah so. yeah this <laughs> next album is deli <laughs> next era of the why not. Deli. yeah it's deli era <laughs> um you mentioned tour um you guys went on a super killer tour with heart to gold this summer yeah, yes so we did that was so yeah, fun. just talk a little bit about that um well first of all it was our favorite tour by far i'd say i mean like oh yeah I, we we loved our tour with the happy children that was mm-hmm. a great time yeah. this we like we got so close to the people in Heart to Gold, and now we're just like good buds, and it was just a fun time the whole way through. Not to say our other tours weren't, but this one yeah. was just like it was exceptionally so. Attitudes were just perfect. Like, yeah, yeah. Nobody ever got like easy. low. It was like it was, it was really weird. just fun. Just yeah. Like, oh no. <laughs> <Where's> that? <laughs> um, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Who could be calling at this hour? Yeah. Um, but I Not also think, uh, just like in terms of the shows that we that we did, I had, uh, I had some of the most fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There were some great shows. Yeah. There's and, a good amount of consistency between shows too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, like usually we'll tour and it'll be like, oh. Good show, oh, terrible show. Yeah, terrible show, terrible <laughs> show. Good show. I mean, Not they're to all, say they're there all, weren't. They're all <laughs> good in their own shows. way. Yeah. yeah, but this was a pretty like. I don't know. I don't know if it was just overall attitudes also, but it was. Yeah. It, was it was solid. Fun. It was it, fun. That's also a testament, just like how good, how your attitude, totally one hundred thousand million percent plays into how the tour mm-hmm. it ends up being. You have to be positive on tour, and if you're negative, you're going to ruin it for other people. And yeah. I think. That's one thing we learned through different things. But, like, you just have to be positive and heart to gold and us were just positive the whole time. And it ended up being, like, one of my favorite periods of my life so far. Touring is just going to be exhausting. Yeah. I mean, no matter what you do. So you got to find a way to make it work. Um, And it was definitely just a great time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a little reluctant to base questions off of the Twitter because I'm pretty sure that's just. That's just me. Okay, like, like once you added me on I Facebook, have no I clue the dots. how I'm Twitter like, works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be completely honest. Yeah, we're the tweeters in the. You know, yeah. Sort of tweets. Um, yeah, that's why I some Twitter we'll questions that way. Yeah, but this just kind of got me thinking on just kind of a more larger scale with um, the whole everyone's like losing their freaking mind at Fantano over oh, the, yeah. the email stuff. People are. Like hey, he had some interaction where like he t- talked about like how he doesn't like emo music and it's like they're all just trying to rip off American football and then all the emo bands are just like hey screw you dude yeah um, but taking just a little bit away from that how what is the importance whether to you or just in general of emo and kind of punk music because um, it's certainly has it will always have its place yeah but it not initially in the mainstream. And people just view it with kind of a reductive eye. And you guys aren't aren't emo or anything like no. that. But like, and you're doing Influenced. way beyond that. You're influenced by that. Yeah. So uh, you're working in a scope beyond that. Yeah. So that's kind of an interesting angle why I wanted to ask you guys. Um, what do you think the importance of either like the core sound or like what you guys are doing? What do you think the importance of that is just on a larger level? I mean, I'd start off by saying that emo is one of the most important genres to me and just like to music in general and i feel like people don't realize that a lot because of the stigma around it but like you look at american football and you have like one of the most influential emo albums of all time with their first album and like i don't know that sound just you hear it so much now and you hear that not even in emo not even in emo but everything and people don't give credit to that like I mean, you look at Jimmy World, and Clarity is one of the most influential emo emo albums of all time. But like, I was waiting for Jim, yeah. Jimmy World I mean, to come up. Yeah, we, <laughs> we all we, were. We can't, we can't, we can't have a have anything without Jimmy World. But I mean, like, honestly, we <laughs> no. were talking to someone. We were talking to like one of our friends from a pop punk band. Like, he cited Clarity. You know, like all people know is the middle, and you can go Bro. do that for like almost every emo out every emo band and every pop punk band it's like this stigma around them because of one song i think you can say that for a lot of different genres but that's my opinion on emo since you brought that up i think it's also just music yeah yeah obviously i don't know i get into my head about thinking about every like aspect of 
culture, whether it be music, entertainment, anything like that, and just, like, completely thinking, like, my role and, like, how we consume it. And then I just remember mm-hmm. it's music. And, yeah. you know, Fantano, it's his opinion, you know. Yeah. Not all not all emo sounds like American football. It's a oh, stupid no. thing yeah. to say, no, but, you yeah. know, I don't really care. Um, no, I think... I think it's all music. I don't know. I think it's all just people. I mean, bringing out bringing out their feelings in music. I mean, I think that's all music too. Like, I think, I think what emo is at this point is such like a. I don't even know what it is. Like, there's definitely like there's definitely like a like a like a chord sound to it. I don't know. Like, there's definitely similarities and like like the midway like mom jeans and like whatever other bands yeah. but um it all comes down to opinions yeah. i think that's what my twitter was saying about anthony fantano about just like how it's his opinion yeah. just like stop getting bothered by it yeah, you and have like start... a, a remarkably tame take compared to like all the other yeah bands it's like you could really get into it where they're like freaking out and be like We're, fantano sucks anyways yeah. yeah i mean that's what a lot of people are saying Howard johnson and age like who cares what he gave yeah. an album it's a number it's literally his opinion mm-hmm. you do realize that is his job right his job is mm-hmm. to give his opinion you're not going to agree with his opinion that's how opinions work yeah. so stop complaining about it <laughs> i'm sorry this sounds very angry i promise i'm not trying to be angry but like seriously just frustrated respect other people's opinions especially if it's, it's just about music it's music yeah his opinion on music doesn't affect you. It's not hateful, unless it is. Uh, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> it's just not what you want to hear. Um, Josh is great at dealing with hot takes. Yeah, that's what he gets to Twitter. Yeah. You should um, check out his Facebook, too. Oh, I mean, I it's, it's died down a little bit more on Facebook. I, I, was, I was definitely a hot take machine a while ago. <laughs> See, yeah. Seeing him go on a Death Grips trash posting and just oh piss gosh. off all those Death Grips fans. Yeah, because it's pretty funny. Beyond Fantano, and sometimes I... I think it's fun for us to get like a little self-aware with our questions, but what do you think even the importance of critics at large? Like, what do you think their importance is? Their reach. You guys have come out, yeah. come up and like had all this success pretty much without it. A lot of bands in the underground have had like a lot of success, relatively speaking, yeah. without that. Um, so I'm always interested without, in what without so, like yeah. the, yeah. the support of critics. Mm-hmm. Outside of like maybe uh, like a music video roundup in the city pages or like, something like that there's like little bits and pieces here but mostly a lot of the bands are just doing it themselves yeah you know, diy huh yeah um but what do you th- there's two you there's two fan bases in my opinion there's okay. critics and then there's fans people who i care matter. way more about people who actually will like come out to a show mm-hmm. and like have connected with the music yeah um but that's not a diss to critics at all like you got to remember for every review of an album that you've been like pissed off about there's been a review that's completely turned you on to a new yeah. record or something or, or a sound or band or what have you um and that's you know their job i don't i think you know music is very personal so people are obviously going to get upset when they hear you know someone whether it be fantano or like pitchfork or any of these like blogs say that the album they like is like not good and that's mm. just com- that's completely reasonable i think um but you know just enjoy music personally i think and yeah. don't stop doing that and if someone's review makes you think about it differently i think that's good i think that's a good totally. thing whether that be good or bad um yeah and i i mean i think as far as like the importance of critics especially 
for musicians at least or like artists in any form is like i i feel like there's always the need to want to present to critics and and be able to like have your work evaluated mm-hmm. and and i mean as far as like critics more on like a mainstream mainstream level go like anthony fantano or pitchfork or um i don't know other like online blogs i mean even like even you guys Mm -hmm. it's it's um a lot of artists just see it as like good or bad a way to get their stuff out there a little bit more and Mm -hmm. have some people um like find them the importance of critics and stuff is there there's way less important now before they served a very like yeah, big they, purpose they told, you what's been they, they told, they told people yeah. like what to listen to. And that now was pe- like Spotify. And that was, yeah. And... That was people's gateway to certain bands mm-hmm. is like getting that magazine and being like, Oh, this album's good. But now with the internet, we don't need that. And I think mm-hmm. we've kind of seen that firsthand with all these bands getting big without anything from yeah. press. And I mean like yeah. even hippocampus dude, they don't get many reviews on their look albums, up, but they're up, huge. They don't have like any reviews. album no. review. You'd be hard pressed to find like a total of five. I yeah. think. Yeah. But yeah. but that's because not that you know, it's bad. That's just yeah. we did one of them. <laughs> yeah, that's and that's like what I was saying. Like there's critics and then there's fans, mm-hmm. and I think all those are critics mean, in some ways. Some are paid. Like to do who so. necessarily cares that oh, they no. don't have all these like <laughs> reviews of the music? Mm-hmm. They'll bring like a thousand plus people to a show yeah. in Europe. So yeah. Yeah. since you guys came up without like traditional media support, whether that's blogs radio stations, mm-hmm. um, promoters, just anything really. Yeah. Um, and you've reached like where you're at, where you're probably can like, you could fill the seventh, you can fill the entry. You can fill, um, got the, where are you guys at for your uh, fall, fall, fall kickoff fallout? fallout? Yeah. 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 Um, and you're just really doing well with that. Has the fact that you came up without the support of really any, like the external, whether they're for sure external, like friends, mm-hmm. family, fans, that's the, th- the three F's. Um, that's like obviously very important, but like the outside people, since you came up without them, has that influenced your perspective of the scene at large and of those respective entities? Ooh. Um, well, you know, I think, I think when we were starting it, I mean, like it didn't really even cross our mind. It It was just like, we, we were kind of in a spot where we were like, we're making music like we've seen a couple local bands play it's really inspiring we want to do some stuff and and i think once you grow into more of like a position of of like like you said being able to um like fill a room it you you start thinking about things in a broader sense and thinking like what is like like what's what's the future going to be like if we if we keep playing shows and and i think generally what you have to realize is that like you you are going to want to strive to be like noticed by like media in some form cuz that is it's i mean at now it it's good. it's everything it looks it's, good when you say you got a blog post. It looks good, even if it doesn't give you anything really. It looks good. Yeah, and 
I mean, I'm I'm not upset by that. It's just kind of the way that the music industry works now. I think it. I mean, I think it really comes down to just the music you make and playing. I mean, you can try so hard to get a blog post or to like contact some person who's gonna like do something for you. Like, really, the hard hard work. I think hard work is shown a lot in just like playing and touring yeah. and really in the consistency of releasing music and showing that you're not like haven't stopped. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's like I was talking to Grant from Hearts Are Gold and he was like, yeah, he was like, you know, like contacting all these labels and stuff. Like when when a band contacts a label, it's like this weird thing where they see you as a client, yeah, not uh-huh. as like someone they want to like really get and like do a lot for Mm -hmm. so i think it's like you can do all that and probably nothing will happen and you just keep you just have to keep working in other ways and um and finding and getting them to notice you really just comes in like playing a lot and finding the connections and just making new friends in other cities and just Mm -hmm. like keep going and and, having fun and having fun and like (laughs) really Mm-hmm. Got to got to have the music in the, in the front part of your brain. <laughs> At the current moment, what do each of you want to get out of the band? Because Henry, you're still in high school. Yeah. Yes, one more year. Yeah, I'm in my senior year. Right okay, now. so this might be a little different for you. That you know, that was like a ha ha. Putting school. me on the spot, um, Wes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what do each of you want to get out of the? out of the band um is it more immediate is it long term do you want to end up being a band for like 20 years like with motion city soundtrack or like one of those longer not, running bands yeah you know, i'm not thinking that far ahead but i'm thinking like i want to be able to get to a point where i can do music mm-hmm. as a career yeah and i think to do it with this band would be really fun yeah. and would present challenges but you know everything presents challenges challenges um it's true i think you know two best friends right here yeah. definitely yeah. want to like make a path that's larger than the local scene yeah and i don't want to like think too part of me doesn't want to think too like specifically because even you know i want to yeah. see what happens mostly yeah. personally my one thing that would be really good for me is like being able to make this something that's bringing in income so I don't have to have a side job so I can give my family and my friends, my social life, along with the band, all of my attention Mm -hmm. without having to go. I mean, like, obviously that would be a crazy privilege and um, I'm not saying that's my only goal, but I'd say that's once I get to that point, then I can start being like, I don't, I don't know. It would just be nice to like have all this time to to like, yeah, your, your full time is something you love is like, yeah. I think that's everyone's goal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It doesn't even come down to money. I mean, like, no. of course money plays a role, but it's like, no, that's just, we just going just gonna to do what you want to do. Yeah. 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 I want to give the people I love some more love, and I want to give this band some more love too, without yeah. anything else, you know? Mm-hmm. Totally. I think, I mean, I think what I'm kind of striving for right now in short term, just to like have fun. Yeah. Like, true, like keep, keep playing shows and, and just like connect with people because that's that's what i love most about about like playing shows and making music that's true is that 
there are so many different ranges of experiences that you can have and you can meet so many cool people. And so, I mean that for one and it, and then in a, in like a more macro sense, like what you guys were saying, just being able to hopefully get to a point where like music can be a career or like, or like the main focus the main focus of everything and not to say that it isn't right now but sometimes it, it can't be yes, unfortunately yeah, sometimes it's just the way things are when you're in school yeah, but you have, have a job yeah. yeah and you have to find ways to make it be like the first thing but yeah. mm-hmm. has that changed for each of you like what even since like last year when ep came out but like especially when you first started putting out music first started playing shows around the area has perspective like and what you want changed to like where you're at now totally for sure i mean it started totally. out as just something we wanted to do for fun and we didn't think about it too hard and then yeah as it grew we just realized huh this is like people connect with this yeah. more and more people are coming out yeah. seem to have something that might be like a little bit special um and then i think we the fun has always always stayed but what has come is just a greater sense of drive towards it and yeah. like from like just see like being as professional as you can while still just we're still as a diy band you know like yeah Mm -hmm. no band ever really anyone can contact us and we're gonna respond you know (laughs) like (laughs) um but still treating it like the way you if you treat it professionally that's just that's like a step up in Mm -hmm. in and of itself um so i think that's really all that's changed yeah. yeah if you see the band with with the fun you see the fun band you also see it as like this business that you have to build and mm-hmm. like a huge responsibility yeah and i think that like isaac said that's a huge step to just even realize that you have to really give it so much more than you thought yeah. at the beginning yeah or pay someone um outside of music this is the last kind of big serious question outside of music what inspires each of you to whether it's to create just to keep on Keeping on, as the kids say. I think um, just, like, seeing people, other people create and, um, and like, seeing what other people can do really inspires me, just generally. Actually, it's producing for you. That's... Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, like, 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 doing, like, audio work, producing... Um, like seeing other people play and like I like I go to the school that I go to right now is a performing arts high school and like being in the jazz band there like I I play with so many other people that are so like exemplary at what they do yeah man. and and I think and and just being able to like see that on a daily basis really along with like it it really doesn't matter if it's music or like theater or any kind of thing just like seeing people do what they like to do is is all the inspiration i could ever need and I mean, if it's if it's really cool and I and it really appeals to me, even better. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say friends and family, and being able to hang out with people and keep myself grounded in that way as well as the band. You know, like keep my social life, 
see the people I love all the time. That that really inspires me. It's like, I don't know, keep living life how I want to and just like loving people and having that love and having that support. I think that's what really inspires me. I think, I mean, you said outside of music, but I think just the greater Twin Cities and like everyone in this so-called scene, um, you know, whenever like something's announced of another cool band of what they're doing, like it just... You just feel so many things. You're like, you're just like, you're excited. You're like, oh damn, like that is super cool. And it's and it's like, there's a lot of friendly competition. I would say, which definitely inspires me. And outside of music, you know, I make all the posters and stuff for the band and shirts and all that. So I'm definitely like inspired by a lot of stuff and like the visual world and just like outside and just I don't know. There's inspiration everywhere. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. And I mean, I'm the touch back on what you said like just friends and family are also so inspiring and not only in the way that just like being able to spend time with them which is also like great and one of the most inspiring things but I think all of us have very loving and supportive friends and family who are always like pushing us to to do exactly what we want to do with this and with whatever other things we have going on in our life that we want to pursue. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just like so special because I don't, I think a lot of people don't really have that. We're lucky to have people who have our best interests in mind. Yeah. <clears throat> that was the last legit question. And the last two are asked pretty much every band I interview just because I okay. think it's interesting. But um, Good deal. What is your local dream collab like if you had an artist and it, it i will say this, it could be caleb because you are currently working with him but if it, it'd be cool if it wasn't no nah, we'll, we'll leave him out of this um, one yeah like if you could work with any artist whether they're in the scene now whether it's like freaking prince i don't care um anywhere on that like what local artist would you want to work Alan with sparhawk would be pretty freaking yeah. dope oh, to do that once yeah bj burton yeah i mean He's kind of the goat. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to say, I mean, this is not super local, but Justin Vernon. Yeah. I yeah, mean, that, would, that show was that. completely, it was like pretty integral role in yeah. Minnesota, yeah. I would say. But that was, I mean, that was just unreal. Mm-hmm. Kind of in more of like a local band kind of spectrum. Uh, I've always been like really way into and kind of blown away by everything that Michaela Stein does. Yep. Yeah. She's yeah. She's <laughs> such a good musician and person. Songwriter. She's an amazing songwriter. Yeah. 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 I I would love mm-hmm. to just do something with her in one way or another. Um I'd say another like an up and coming person in music like Jake Lupin he's been doing some production with yeah. Caleb and like working he, on the Samia on like stuff the records yeah yeah and I I think that'd be really cool to work with him at some point just like I really want to work with people who are outside our like primary rock genre you know get yeah. their influences in there like you said Justin Vernon like Alan Sparhawk would be also yeah really cool and like all these different things I think it'd just be really cool to have as many different types of music implemented into our like family of you know of some sort what is your favorite recent 
or what are your favorite recent like albums or songs, whether they're local or otherwise? Every time somebody asks us, yeah. I have to go on my Spotify. Yeah, <laughs> everyone does this. No, no, no shame. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, let's see here. You can't say knocked loose. Right, I hit it. Okay. <laughs> um, or Jamie Eat World. Okay. Then the, oh, okay. you just put your phone down. <laughs> okay. I'm I, leaving the I'm interview. Yeah, I, I, I already know. I had to take one glance. I've been so deep into the new Britney Howard album, Jamie. Oh my gosh. Have you been listening to it? I haven't listened to the full thing, but it I've is, heard a bunch of the singles. It is unbelievably good. Her like her band is it's the um it's the bass player from Alabama yeah. Shakes and Robert Glasper. Yeah, Robert Glasper is playing keys and Nate Smith on drums and <clears throat> I mean she's just like an unbelievable performer and such a good songwriter. Yeah, that honestly might be one of my albums of the year. It's so. Good. You get one thing from the interview. Stream Jamie. Yeah, Howard stream right Jamie. Now. <laughs> I've been listening to the new Lana Del Rey album. Mm. And Hell that's yeah! Really, <laughs> really good. I haven't. I don't think I had listened to Lana Del Rey since like 2012. I love. Either, yeah. I love and Born I, to I, Die. I took a I took a four album break and now <laughs> this is really good. Back in full, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Also, I saw Injury Reserve last night in their new album. I've just been listening to. A lot. It's yeah, so good. Yeah. In terms of local stuff, I always have to local give a stuff. shout out to James we've had for Dear Friend. That yeah. that album mm-hmm. was like honestly mind blowing when it came out, just how good it is. And I always want to give them a shout out because like they're doing really well, especially like on Spotify with that oh, one million plays. One million whole. Hell yeah. <laughs> but like that album's always gonna be great, yeah. in my opinion. And then also listening to like Youth by Citizen a lot, that album really clicked with me recently and it's just like the shoegaze elements and like the post hardcore just slow and like heavy and really beautiful really cool yeah mm-hmm. in terms of local that new milo song is of yeah, course it's, it's very yeah. good i think earworm city i think everyone says that yeah but, you know, know. Yeah, yeah it's really good internet talking yeah it's one of the best songs right yeah. and vile vile oh, yes. vile is doing really well lately like they they just started recently and yeah. they have like 500 followers on Instagram and they're already like doing something with Brace Co. And they already yeah. have an album coming out. Yeah, yeah. super so, cool. Yeah. They, got, super, they got the in though. Super stoked like, for them. Yeah, <laughs> real excited. They, for they're that. they're connected with those guys. Yeah, I'm so excited for yeah. their album. It's gonna be good. And the last question, uh, I sort of promised Josh and also Joe that I would ask this: huh. What's your favorite Sonic Heroes level? Oh, well, I don't think they're into that at okay, all. I think no, it's just no. me. Just you? Okay, good. Just another Josh Twitter thing. Yeah, yeah that's I what guess. I figured. I was like, well, maybe they have, like, really deep inside. And, like, no, well, no. Uh, the first two levels of Sonic Heroes is always going to be uh, holding a place in my heart. Ocean Palace. And, Ocean um, Palace. Well, it's Blake The Metropolis Gammy. one. Yeah. Um, the soundtrack, <laughs> badass. Got some, like, really pristine, like, Dream Theater metal. I've listened Cheesy. to that soundtrack a couple of times. That's great. <laughs> it, yeah, it actually is. Yeah. yeah. Wait, which which one is that? Is that Sonic Heroes? Is that for? Uh, it's the GameCube one. GameCube, oh, PlayStation GameCube? Two. Because okay. I yeah. I did yeah. I did a Sonic I had a Sonic one on me on my DS. Um, okay. But, was that Sonic Rush? Maybe. Well, how how long ago is it? And it was just regular ago. DS. Yeah, it was a regular classic. DS. I had the classic. Yeah. Thank you so much. Why not for thank you for yeah, talking? Thanks for reaching out, Josh. It yeah. was killer to finally get down to sit down with you guys. Sorry yeah, to awesome. plag your questions with Twitter shit. That's fine. <laughs> it's, I, up until the, the the Sonic Heroes bit, I, I was. I think You're was, feeling good. Was, was, <laughs> feeling good. Twitter. Um, totally kidding. Um, yeah. Thank you so much, guys. This is awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
Ear Coffee Podcast is a companion to the blog of the same name. If you like this episode, please leave us a rate and review so we can stand out among the other music podcasts. You can follow us at Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Ear Coffee. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>